Hey, and welcome to the Living Out Podcast, where personal growth meets social justice through a queer lens. Now, I want to talk today about why we need to take risks to set ourselves apart. Because if we don't set ourselves apart, we're just going to be like everyone else. So if you're somebody who wants to have an impact, to have influence in the world, and I'm not coming from a place of ego, what I mean is that you actually want to make positive change, not just in your own life by getting what you want and living your dream life, but by having a positive impact to make the world a better place. So it starts with how we think and how we approach things in our life, in particular, risk. So let's get into it. It was a couple years ago that I watched the very first episode of the first season of Chef's Table that came out on Netflix. And by the end of that, I guess about 40 minute, 40, 55 minute episode, I had tears in my eyes. And it wasn't because I was sad. It was a reaction to this truest expression of unbound, loving, and heartfelt creativity that just comes out of every pore of of the chef, uh, Massimo Bottura. Everything about him, how he talks, how he gestures, how he cooks, how he looks at food available to him, how he shops for groceries, how he talks to the uh, person who supplies Parmesan. Everything is just an unbridled expression of the passion that he has for his work. And that's what's brought him the level of success and recognition that he has in his career today. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that he got there easily (laughs) and that there weren't challenges along the way. But that's what I'm going to talk about here. Not about the chef, but the challenges and the risks we have to take if we're not so much reaching for, because sometimes it feels like we are reaching for greatness or reaching for change and impact, but how we are clearing the path to get to what we want. So sometimes things can be easier if we have a little cheer squad, right? People that are rooting for us, especially when we're having dark days of self-doubt. And sometimes these days go into weeks and months. And if it goes longer than that, then often we get stuck in a dark hole in a rut and we don't see progress. And taking risks to get what you want to achieve, to succeed, isn't about trying to be just so different to make a name for yourself. Because we can't predict that anyone is going to give a shit or that someone is going to follow you on Facebook, Twitter, or on iTunes on your podcast, like what I'm doing here, or or even care to support you. If, generally speaking, I think, if it's just an ego motivation, me, 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 that might 
work for a time, but after a while, when it becomes just all about you, all about the ego, all about your needs, people are going to start to see through that. And maybe that's very much a part of like the Snapchat and the Instagram generation. But until people move past the me first and then start evolving into something more risky, helping others, having an impact, not until then will real meaning and maybe being, maybe I'm being judgmental here, where something really meaningful can transpire or make or manifest. For me, taking risks means knowing what other people are doing, but not giving a fuck about what other people think. Because it's very easy for us to get stuck into the status quo and and be too afraid to take risk because we think, well, these people who are successful are doing these things, but we might not be aware of what they had to do, what they had to risk, what they had to give up, what they had to endure to get to where they are now. And we can't model what other people are doing. We can look to their stories and their histories to try and understand maybe what they did. Again, not to model or copy, but perhaps as inspiration. And, you know, trying to be different or setting yourself apart doesn't imply disrespecting what other people have done who have gone before you. It doesn't mean being belligerent or rude. Instead, it's about taking the kinds of risks that are deeply felt within the core of your being. They should scare you. And it's not the same as riding a roller coaster or skydiving. Skydiving? <laughs> I've never tried skydiving. How about sky brining? Uh, it's not the same <laughs> as riding a roller coaster or doing something like skydiving or bungee jumping. I mean, honestly, those things would scare the fucking crap out of me. Um, and maybe it's one way to train yourself to take more uh, emotional and personal risk, but I don't know if that's absolutely necessary. <clears throat> I'm talking about the risks of the soul, of exposing your truth, your abilities, or you know, learning as you go, but in the public eye, and showing, daring to reveal your creative genius to the world. Because if you believe enough in something that you have, that you want to create, that you believe is great and can bring incredible value and help to change and improve other people's lives, you need to learn how to shut out all the voices, all the criticism, all the people saying, well, you should do it this way. There's a point at which no matter what you read or study or how many other people are telling you what you should and shouldn't do, that you do have to trust your gut and risk it. It's a choice to dare to take risks of the soul 
to expose your truth and your creative genius to the world. And if we want to look at kind of a painful metaphor here, (laughs) true greatness can come with razor-sharp costs. Yeah, I think maybe sometimes something really great can happen, and maybe there wasn't a lot of pain and discomfort, but I... It, you know, it depends on how we look at discomfort. But sometimes really coming to the other side of something that's fantastic requires a lot of sacrifice and challenge and learning and failing. Now, pardon this gruesome metaphor, but it's like sliding back and forth across a blade. It hurts. You're bleeding. But you still believe you can make it to the other side. And sometimes you're going to regret the choices you've made. You're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to be off on the side, licking your wounds, fetal position, thinking, what the hell? This is never going to happen. And that's not the place where you need to rest. That's not the way in which you need to recover because all you're doing in that moment is focusing on what is not happening and what is wrong or what is uncomfortable. Accepting and choosing discomfort is an important distinction in being able to take risk. Now, my own story is that holy shit, I have been uncomfortable for a long time. And I can't stop now. I've gone too far literally to turn back, and I'm actually grateful. Now, could I turn back? No, you can't turn back. You can just change course. But for what I want, for what I'm working on, for the belief that I have, for the people that I'm working with, for those who support me, for those who invest in working with me, I recognize the time, the energy, and the personal investment that I've made in myself is is literally too much, too much in the sense of I've risked too much time, money, and energy to get to this point to give up. Giving up would be failure. Failure in the greatest sense, not a small failure, a misstep along the way. There's the expression, a mistake, hyphenate the word, miss-take. It's like a movie. Click whatever that device is where they've got like the LED display. It's like, you know, scene 17, take 22, and they've got a time marker on it. And that's what goes in the film. So they know, okay, yeah, this is the take that we want out of these 20 scenes that we shot. This is the best one. That's a mistake, right? You're taking it again. You're taking that next step. Every step is a successive step forward. If you do not step forward, you can't be successful because you cannot successfully successfully? What's the word I'm trying to say here? One, you can't take one step after another. Embracing the discomfort. Sitting on that razor's edge. Knowing that sometimes it's going to hurt and other times there's going to be a win. 
there's going to be a celebration. And celebrating along the way while you're taking risk, when you get those small wins that are going to be building up, that are going to be taking you up that mountain of successful accomplishment. And that's the thing, right? What's the opposite? Comfort is the antithesis of transformation. Comfort is the antithesis. I can't talk. Comfort is the antithesis of evolution. If we crawl under the covers on a rainy day to get nice and cozy warm, well, that might be nice and appropriate if it's on a weekend and you're snuggling up to your partner and you want to feel good and that's part of your rest and recovery. But if you're crawling under the covers of despair and fear and seeking comfort away from the challenges of taking risks on a regular basis, you're not going to get what you want. And sometimes this is when we ask for help and I have asked for help and I have used coaches and mastermind groups and programs throughout the last 25 years, I guess, of my life and more so, more so in the last 15 years with what I've been doing as a very conscious entrepreneur. We need that coaching or mentoring or guidance in some way from someone who isn't a friend or a lover or a husband or a spouse because we are seeking more of a balanced um, other person's opinion, not opinion, but view and helpful criticism and more or less objectivity. So sometimes... When I work with my coach, and it gets uncomfortable sometimes because I'm not looking for guidance. Sometimes I may ask a question that's like in a consulting sort of way, like, what do you think of this approach when I'm looking at something as a system or a structure? But other times I'm working with my coach to challenge me to play the game of risk. My coach sometimes sees right through me, hears my stories, and refuses to let me play the same old fucking record over and over again. It's like, Darren, you've said that. Or what I hear you saying, or what I think I hear you saying is, where I trip myself up is when I start to think or worry about what other people think. And it's a funny statement. I don't mean that I don't give a fuck. But there has to be an aspect of knowing that I put my heart on my sleeve, that I was raw, that I was vulnerable, that I was honest, that I took a risk. There is an aspect of not giving a fuck to press publish in that moment, but it doesn't mean I don't give a shit and I'm being belligerent with what I'm saying. I took great care in my thoughts, and how to formulate them and share them with other people. There has to be a little bit of a thick skin put up so that I don't allow the negative opinions and criticisms of somebody who doesn't understand or care to understand what I'm sharing uh, to converse with me in an honest way that's dialogue. And what I do how I want to challenge people in their thinking towards their personal growth and social justice sometimes is offensive to people in the way I say it. If I say fuck, or if I just say it, and by telling a story or a metaphor that gets people on edge, because maybe I am trying to do that purposely because it pushes you out of your comfort zone. 
and you're taking a risk by listening and challenging your own thinking. For me, speaking up and speaking out is a huge part of taking risk, as it is for so many people. It's part of who I am as a gay man, as someone who publishes on Medium an LGBTQ publication called Think Queerly. I want my voice to be heard, and I want to inspire other LGBTQ people to have their voices heard, just like anyone else who's got something fantastic to say, to share, to help, to offer. I want to help people bring out and share the truth. And in all honesty, I'd rather have just a small, loyal following of people, not loyal in the sense of doing what I say, but who actively engage in conversation and dialogue and challenge me when they don't understand or they don't agree with. Because I wear my experience, my transformative, my evolutionary experience on my sleeve, and I teach very much through what I've learned and what I am learning in the moment. There's something about anecdotal experience that I find so valuable that yes, systems and methods are important. They don't have to be rigid templates. They can be guides that help us to move forward. And this is what I've done with my own coaching methodology, which I call the ADD or Assess, Dream, Design. And I've added another step to it, Implement. Implementation was built into the design process, but I think it's important to bring that out as an additional stage of the program. But it's not rigid. It Everyone within the experience of one of those stages is going to learn things unique to them and their own needs. So I seek to try and speak the truth as best I understand it, based on foundations that I believe have been around for a long time. Ancient wisdom, for example. I do my best to take in the good and eliminate the garbage and to try and espouse, lay down, or teach a simple approach to help people live out the best of who they are. And for me, that means I have to be open to continuously learning new things and accepting that I could be wrong. And so when clients work with me, I challenge them to be their best. Not like rah, 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 but it's the risk I take and the kind of questions I ask. And I will often preface those questions with something like, now, this is what I'm sensing, and this could be an uncomfortable question, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but here's what I want to ask you. Because we can easily live on the surface, but our truth, what we most want, what's most important to us, that's at our core. And what does the core mean? The core is the deepest part of us. So when we get into our values, we do a second pass when I work with clients to go into their core values. What's really the top three or four 
that support everything else. You know those moments when you feel weird or awkward on the inside? And you get that physical response in your body, something scares the hell out of you? Or in those life-changing awarenesses or moments that, yeah, I can transform my life. I can make something different and so powerful. Most of us get some sort of a physical reaction to that that tells us this is a unique experience. The hair stands up on your arms. You get some pressure in your head or you get an auditory experience or you get... a. a a tightness, but not a discomfort in your stomach. And for me, I get it in my solar plexus when I know something is so true and I'm on to some significant aha awareness of like, this, that space right below the middle of my chest, the indentation in the middle of my ribs. And it feels like an energy fog is kind of dispersing in a way inside my lungs. It feels uncomfortable, but it's perfectly right in the moment. And it's that physical telling that says, pay attention because you've just fucking understood something that you've been seeking. I love this aspect of being ready and willing for deep and lasting change. And you've maybe heard something like this before, but you know, you can change in an instant, but it might not be easy. You first have to want to make that change, discomfort and all, right? You may have to go through processes and steps to get to that point where you're like, okay, I'm finally ready. You know, there are more books and programs for you to purchase than I can count. But what I seek to do, both in my coaching and in my podcast here, is to bring something a little slower, more life-changing, more transformative. It takes time. It doesn't mean that we have to force steps in a block of time because that's the way the program is organized, but Like I said, change can happen in an instant, but if we don't get to the root of why you're not changing or what you're not doing that would make that change happen with ease, then that change is going to be fucking hard, if even possible. And, you know, having a deeper why is important, but sometimes that's not enough. You might know what your core, what your mission in life is, what you've always wanted to do, or you finally get clarity through coaching or working with a mentor about what it is you want to do. But like I said, if there's something in your emotional or physical space that's holding you back, if there's a key aspect of your life that needs strengthening that you're ignoring, If you are prioritizing certain things in your life that are in conflict with your core values, implementation means shit because you will put up every roadblock. You will find every form of distraction possible to avoid 
getting what you want and living out the best of who you are. So if you are seeking a way to clear the path ahead of you, of your own obstacles, and to look at what you've been dragging behind, the baggage that you need to let go of and purge out of your life, and to really walk down that path of clarity to know not only just what you want, but how you're going to do it and how you're going to remain accountable to yourself and have the tools at your disposal so you can always work through any new problems as they arise. If you're seeking that kind of clarity, a deeper knowing of what drives you and why you want what you want, then let's talk. Head on over to my website at darrensteel.com slash coaching. I look forward to having a conversation with you and finding out what's that dream? What would living out the best of who you are look for you or look like for you? As always, live out and live proud.